Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. This is the channel where women from all walks of life can stop by, get tools and resources to help them thrive 360 in mind, body, spirit, and finances. I invite you to stay connected, subscribe to this channel, and visit me online at thecindyrayan.com. Now for today's segment. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. I am so super excited today, as usual. I have the beautiful Miss Cora Kessler with me today. Hi, Cora. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Cora is a digital marketer solving small business challenges creatively. And she is also the owner of Small Magic Studios. So let's do a little housekeeping for our quote of the day. And then we're going to get into what you do there at Small Magic Studios. So our quote for today is, may your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. And that comes from Nelson Mandela. How about that? I love that. That's beautiful. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us your background. What led you to start the Small Magic Studios? Yeah, thanks for asking. So um, basically, I mean, my background is kind of varied. I actually um, have a little experience working as an educator in Spain um, and an au pair and uh, an art teacher. And then I found myself, I think I always kind of knew my North Star was marketing because it was a beautiful balance between business and creativity. So once I kind of got all the travel bug out of my system in my early 20s, I was like, okay, time to get serious. Let's focus on marketing. Um, so I was living in New York City at the time, and um, I actually started working for an app, a really early stages startup. And I was doing a lot of copywriting, learning about user experience design, which is like, you know, working for an app is like the best possible place to learn about user experience because you're thinking about what button is the user going to press? What word should you have on the button? Like really breaking it down and tagging these certain products so that they'll know exactly what, how to find them. Um, so then after that, I ended up moving to Richmond, Virginia, and uh, actually started working for some really big companies, some Fortune 500 brands, definitely out of the startup world um, and into a more serious business. So um, I started, I was working for a YouTube focused digital agency, and um, that really gave me um, phenomenal skills to uh, really understand social media in a different capacity and kind of how it's a very holistic system. So when I say holistic system, I mean, you know, what we post on Instagram can then be uh, it's it can then have a linking strategy to then go to your website and then what we post on YouTube can then have a link at the end of the YouTube video to then take you to either another playlist or another uh, website or any any type of call to action uh, or sometimes people say CTA to then kind of broaden the horizons of people who might be interested in engaging in that content. And so that job really provided me with a great uh, amount of opportunity for learning. And I um, actually was on a number of video production sets with some larger brands, really fun cocktail making content, and, um, and actually organized a number of influencer campaigns and uh, was able to travel to India and some other really wonderful places. Um, so 
after a while, I decided to um, launch my own business, so Small Magic Studios. And um, it's really been such a fantastic journey to be able to take what I've learned working for these larger brands um, and, you know, help these small, I really try to focus on small businesses and um, really cater to supporting their growth on online and with the digital marketing capacity. That's awesome. That is awesome. And, you know, the whole world um, is kind of shaken because there's so many different nuances with the apps and with the marketing. So basically, you know, how does a person, I would say, get some type of foundational instruction to start marketing? Let's just say, for example, um, well, let's think, let's start with personal branding. And what is the importance of personal branding and how would a person strategize or come up with some type of roadmap, for lack of better terms, in order to to, you know, start to market themselves, you know, with a personal brand. So that's twofold. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that question about personal branding because I think so often I'm asked about, you know, a, a more traditional company, but I think the personal brand is so important these days, especially in a world that's uh, becoming more and more remote. Um, mm -hmm. Developing your personal brand and, and I know the word authentic is so overused, but I think like really breaking down what that means um, and what, and really at the end of the day, it's a feeling. So, you know, I'm, I think more and more of us are using TikTok and different video-based platforms. And really it's a feeling of like, what kind of energy are you bringing to your videos and, and podcasts as well? You know, how people can tell when your voice is kind of flat, you're just going through motions, you're just saying, you know, the five things you always say. Um, but like, if you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if you are really in it and you're having a real conversation, you're surprised, you're throwing curveballs, you're like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, that was, that was a little deep. Um, and, you know, people love that. They, because we're so used to the rehearsed content, everyone's just thirsty for something that's, that, that they see themselves in. And that's really going to make people stop. And, and yeah. what kind of better client could you have that, is someone that has seen themselves in you and wants to learn. That makes sense. That makes sense. What would be, I, I like the authenticity because um, I think we had a guest, um, I don't know, maybe last week or a couple of days ago, and she was talking about like the voice pitches. And so originally that was, you know, kind of odd for me, but then it began to take shape and make sense. It all goes back to what you just said. Um, whenever you're building a personal brand, um, as odd as it may seem and feel, because I remember even for myself, you know, I had been behind, <laughs> behind so many businesses comfortably and helping to build and pushy, pushy, push comfortably because of my background. Like I think I told you, I, you know, I've been an account for almost 30 years, so I'm used to behind the scenes. So when I started doing business coaching behind the scenes, that was like another comfort zone for me. So you're pushing businesses, you know, you're third party and this and that, and it's, it's, it's amazing. So then, lo and behold, I published this book, you know, The Busy Woman's Guide to Holistic Health and Wellness. And my team says, oh, Cindy, <laughs> now it's time to brand yourself. And it's like, are you serious? How do you do that? Like, how do you do that? Because the comfort zone was the third party. So with branding yourself, I think the biggest um, help to me and again, I'm taking baby steps with it because, you know, with a website or anything that you're building, you're building it. You know, it's like you're creating it. And so I think the biggest thing that helped me was just be yourself, bring your personality. 
So that's easy. That goes back to what you said about authenticity. You know, it, it, even though it may seem cliche to some, that's a real fact to have that in what you're doing, because I think it, you know, kind of you know, across the screen or across the, you know, remote waves, people know when that's your, you know, your real authentic true self. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think that like, you know, what you're speaking to is common for so many business owners too. Like sometimes people start their own business, not because they want to be seen, but because they just want some more freedom. And that can still mean they're very much behind the scenes. Um, and I think that it's, it's not necessary. I don't think that you know, it should be an expectation for everyone to be their own personal brand. But I think at some point, it can be a helpful tool, especially if you're promoting something like a book, or a podcast or a coaching programmer, honestly, so many things where you really want to um, showcase how you will connect as the business owner to your direct clients, um, and really what you have to offer. Um, I think like, don't give yourself a hard time if you're not ready for that because it takes work to get there. Sometimes being yeah. behind the scenes for a while will get you to the place of confidence in what you're offering so that when you do decide to put yourself in front of a camera, you're like, yeah, no worries. Like I got this, like I know what I can speak to. I believe in it because that's the hardest part, right? Like trusting that what you're selling is really grounded and real because I think a lot of people, especially business owners struggle with imposter syndrome that's so common. And um, one piece of advice I received around communicating uh, over video and, you know, on TikTok, YouTube, whatever, um, imagine you're speaking to just one person and that helps bring that level of authenticity so much more in like such a pure way, because then, you know, if you're trying to generalize content to you know, will, will every single person who views this like it, you're just going to get the most dull, basic content ever. And, and, you know, then no one's going to like it. But if you think right. of like one piece of advice that will really speak to an individual and imagine speaking, you know, when you're speaking to your camera, <laughs> your phone, just imagine it as if it was a conversation, you're going on a walk with a friend and that really makes people stop. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Good, good, good advice. So what's like the misconceptions that you've experienced with your expertise? What are the misconceptions of marketing? Yeah, I mean, I'll say like, I don't think that uh, everything about marketing is 100% um, wonderful all the time. You know, as someone who's deep in it, I think it can be ethically ambiguous sometimes. Um, but I think that you know, sometimes people think one thing is 100% good or 100% bad. And I see marketing as a tool to amplify voices. And I think that there are a lot of voices like out that. there that really need to be shown a little bit brighter and a little louder. And so that's really how I like to view marketing and digital marketing and branding and just branding's like the polishing and marketing's like the amplifying. Um, okay. And um, and I, I think that it's, uh, you know, the misconception is sometimes that it's fake. Um, and I really don't think that, I think, you know, if you don't believe in what you're selling, if you're not selling something of value, if you're not promoting something that's a value, yeah, of course it's going to be fake. But if you believe in what you're producing and if it's really going to change people's lives in the way that you're saying, 
uh, you know, let's say you you have, you know, multiple years of experience in a certain field and you're selling a course on that, um, your book, for example, I'm sure that's extremely valuable to those who read it. And it has to get in the hands of the right people. And that's where marketing comes into play. Right, right. And I agree with you as well when you mentioned about basically um, narrowing it, narrowing your window, not having it so broad, you know, basically establishing your target audience. Mm -hmm. and dealing with your target audience and not trying to, I guess, people please and get everybody because everybody's not going to like you and it's okay. Everybody's not going to vibe with what you're saying and it's okay. I think um, a lot of times as well with um, social media, um, people are looking at the likes and the views and all these things. And while those things are important, um, a person just getting started, or I would say you're growing your brand or you're growing your personal brand, if you really get caught up in that, you will get discouraged. You know, sometimes people uh, move a little late in singing. It's like, you know, they may not hear about it until months later, maybe years later. The thing about cyber, you know, space, you put it out there, it's out there. You know, at least now sometimes you can get it down, but I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's out there. But I think that is important, um, as you said, to kind of, you know, basically deal with that one person or think of that one person whenever you're dealing with the camera. Um, I remember um, at one point there were interviews, I think it was like right before COVID, um, the pandemic hit, and a lot of people were trying to get different remote positions if their regular job did not, you know, basically offer that at that time. And what was so funny, um, one of our team members that works part-time, um, she had made mention of um, the interview that she did and how she felt like she nailed it, you know, and it was like basically talking to the screen. And I told her, I said, I remember I had one of those. I was getting a third party contract and I said, well, I'll do it. And the thought of talking to that screen with nothing and no one to, to nod like you're nodding right now or say, mm -hmm, or something, it was driving me insane. It's like I couldn't get my focus or, or be comfortable with it because I knew that it was plain. If they had, I mean, if they would put a bot, <laughs> a bot up, just some type of avatar or something, I probably would have had, you know, some type of interaction that felt natural or real. And I think that's what's important a lot of times with this. We have to, you know, be in position where we're feeling natural. You know, it's a natural mm -hmm. act, not forced. Yep, that's exactly right. That's a really funny idea of having a bot. I think they should introduce that. But it does feel really odd, doesn't it, when you're in an interview and there's no one there or you can't see anyone? Yeah, it doesn't feel like it should be, yeah. I think somebody's on the other side looking. They just don't want to be seen. It's like, man, put an avatar up, a bot, or so make me feel like I'm talking to a person. But it's like you're reading these questions. And so like with me, you know, sometimes I have to cross between my glasses. You know, I try to be cute and not have my glasses on. But I mean, Lord knows, it's getting to a point where I have to have them on every corner. And so it's like, I have to have my glasses to read the, the prompter and then I'm, I'm reading it. And then you have to look at the screen and then you have to answer the question. It's like, you know what? I can't do this. I, I can't do this. I can't, I, it just doesn't even gel. I, I, I don't even feel like I'm, it's just not real. So that was really difficult. And so I think about that a lot when people talk about the branding, um, you know, like I said, for me, it was a whiz, it was simple to market. Um, a business to advertise to you know kind of be behind the scenes but when you're in front of the scenes <laughs> you're in front and it's like tag you're it that's a difficult position so what would you say would be like the top three um ways to market yourself top three ways 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on the type of business that you're running. Um, you know, if you have um, if you have more of a personal brand, uh, you know, I think for no matter what you're doing, it's really important to get to know your audience. We already discussed, you know, target audience, um, get to know where they live and then market where, you know, where your audience plays. If, if you think, okay, my audience is like highly intellectual, they're always learning. They're probably going to be on these business podcasts. They're going to, you know, they're entrepreneurs trying to grow. I'm going to market on Cindy's podcast, um, you know, and having some kind of partnership. I always recommend for entrepreneurs, um, try to establish partnerships because that is something that's not, it's almost like the beginning of uh, influencer marketing. It's, you're not going to pay high dollar or anything like that, but you're, you're meeting other people who might benefit from your services and maybe you can benefit from theirs. And it's not, I'm not talking about a barter system exactly. I'm thinking, you know, for example, for my business, you know, like I said, I primarily focus on small to mid-sized businesses. So um, sometimes I'll partner with like financial strategists for small to mid-sized businesses. And so they are in a different field than me, but we have adjacent clientele. And so sometimes I'll promote my business in a very educational way. I always try to do consultative sales. So um, by having like a webinar, a little video to um, support their usership in their newsletters. Um, and so that is a way to really provide their users with value and then, you know, obviously showcase my business. Um, and, um, and then I think like, you know, obviously there's the main social media platforms that we've all heard of. Um, my advice with those is to just not, you know, develop a presence, but don't overdo it. Um, try to find the one, try to find the ones that feel authentic to you and feel fun and feel light. And sometimes that requires a little dabbling. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of posting on Instagram every day. I'll be honest for my business. Um, so I, you know, I'll, pre-schedule just like I would for any client, you know, in Canva or in, you know, sometimes I'll use Hootsuite. And, uh, you know, that's a really great way to save some hours for me. Um, and I also just, my goal for Instagram is to just have a very clear uh, established aesthetic and very clear place to showcase what my deliverables and what my what my brand does. But it's my goal is not to become an influencer on there. Um, I think, you know, try to identify a goal for each of those platforms or as many platforms as you do want to participate with. And then from there, you'll be able to um, not give yourself a hard time for, you know, let's say you're, um, you're not being repinned on Pinterest every day. Oh, what are you doing? But maybe Pinterest is not a goal for your users and for your brand. But, you know, maybe you really want to deepen your relationship with um, TikTok or with YouTube, because that's really where you feel like you have a longer, uh, a longer partnership with those audience members. Yeah, I agree. You know, to kind of dibble, dibble dabble with each one up and to find your, your level of comfort, not so much as comfort zone, but what you're comfortable, you know, with. Um, yeah. There are quite a few, you know, that I, I'm not, you know, <laughs> comfortable with. Um, and, and I hear that a lot, even from some of my clients, it's like, well, you know, how do you know? I, I, I'm not the one to give you that type of roadmap. I can give you like the, you know, the structure, a guide, but, you know, I do know that everything is a building process. It's, you have to build on it. And I do agree not to overload, you know, definitely not to overload. I think the fact 
that um, there's a lot of uh, sites offering monetization now is the reason why a lot of people try to get on there and, and be a wrecking force, you know, be a wrecking force. But sometimes if you're just spinning your wheels and you don't have a you know distinct goal or plan or have it mapped out where it's comfortable, um, you're just, again, spinning your wheels. You know, even like if I mentioned about myself, uh, what happened was I was given given a lot of different, you know, portals, <laughs> pieces and, and this and that. And the most difficult part for me was to figure out, number one, where I was comfortable. Number two um, is what I'm, I'm going to present, going to be welcomed on that platform. And then number three, trying to um, build some type of content calendar, or you mentioned Hoopsuite, you know, I, mm -hmm. I have Hoopsuite for years for the businesses. I think I'm kind of, you know, playing now with a different one, but um, having that and scheduling your time mm -hmm. so that you don't end up burning valuable time out of your day, looking at everybody else's stuff on social media. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I don't think it's, uh, I think we've created a little bit of a false narrative, to be honest, around marketing for small businesses that everyone needs to be an influencer. And that's also diminishing the, um, high quality of work that influencers do and have achieved. They they have put a lot of hours into creating content every day, multiple times a day, um, and have been very, very smart and strategic with their partnerships to reach, mm -hmm. you know, multiple hundreds of thousands of followers. And that is not a realistic goal for most people, but I think it's quality over quantity. If you have, let's say three to 500 people following you on Instagram, you know, obviously that's not a, a number of people, if you're comparing it to, um, you know, an influencer in that space, but you are still, you still have a platform and you still have something to share. So I always say, imagine you're in a room full of 300 people, you know, that is a good reframe, I think, to not make yourself feel the sense of lack and instead think, okay, what I share here is still worthy. And what I share here is still of value to the people who have decided, who have opted in to follow me. And so I'm going exactly. to take this time to provide value to them. Exactly. I agree. Um, I do like that quantity over mm -hmm. quality. I, I like the, you know, the quality over quantity. I like that um, aspect of it because a lot of times less is better. I would say most of the time, less is, <laughs> less is better. Um, it's, you know, it's good to show up and to be present, but definitely um, I believe in allowing people a, a chance to absorb whatever it is. Like if I deliver something or if I, I speak to a group or what have you, um, you know, let it marinate, just, you know, kind of absorb it. So uh, let's see here. I'm going to ask you a busy woman's question, but this is what I was curious about. Um, you said that you started your business. How has that impacted you or changed you or what have you learned let me I'll, I'll keep it positive what have you learned um as a business owner I don't want to say a new business owner I'll say what have you learned as a business owner yeah no I mean it has changed me to, to answer your first question too um you know I was actually chatting with a really good friend of mine recently who also she she didn't yeah, she started her own business and she's primarily freelancing for other businesses too. But we have a similar experience of, you know, really owning our time now after leaving jobs that were extremely demanding and being leaders of someone else's company. Um, and uh, what I said to her was, 
you know, being like being your own boss and owning your own company is like the best lesson in getting in touch with your personal power. Because, you know, I mean, obviously it's humbling at times. It can be very challenging, but it also makes you realize that like, you know, I, I have everything that's in front of me. I have all, all the clients I have, all of the, you know, the success of like developing my website and the choices I've made are mine. It's really what it is at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I, I'm really proud of that. And, you know, and, and obviously there are choices that are learning experiences too, but it's like, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm showing myself that I can be very decisive and I'm making choices that are really building the life that I want. That's not based around the schedule or structure of a company's time, um, because for me, that was a really important thing to feel like I had more flexibility. Doesn't mean that I'm not busy. It means that I have time to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> means that I have time, you know, maybe if I want to do some interesting travel, I can do that. And if I have, you know, if I want to do a, you know, long walk in the middle of the day, that's maybe I'll, instead I'll make up for that and work a little bit in the evening. But there's just this kind of uh, overall personal empowerment that I'm feeling like flooding in in a way that I hadn't previously. Um, yeah, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. Um, yeah, and I guess um, your other question of what what have I learned? Um, I think that you know, I think it's a it's interesting because you know. A, I was afraid when I quit my job previously um, that I would feel isolated because my coworkers had become a really close part of my life. Um, you know, and the thing is, I learned that like a lot of what I, and I do thankfully have a rich community. I think that's part of the reason that I felt comfortable leaving outside of my community of coworkers. Um, but, you know, I, I think rationally, I knew that I would still have my community of friends that existed before my my job, um, and my you know my friends down the street that we like co work together and all that. Um, but I think that I was afraid that I would lose a sense of identity. But I think what I realized is I gained a sense of identity, and and it made me also realize that my sense of identity was not what I previously thought it was. It, it was so it's so much richer, I guess I should say. Like it's not really about what I do. Uh, I also, you know, add in that I, I, I quit my job and I ended a relationship around the same time. So oh I cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Was actually, and those, those were two things that it's, they were hard while I was in them and easy being out of them which it's like, I think people were a little worried about me, like, oh, like so much change. But it's like, no, the, the hard part was was removing myself from those challenging situations. And the easy part is existing now. That's good. That is good. Yeah. It's always a, a learning curve, but there's always something that people learn from it. When uh -huh. they make those. Um, and so I, I definitely, I just want to ask you just to see, you know, what had you learned? Because it does grow you as a person. And you do become, um, I would say, more reliant or more confident in your decisions. 
And so what if you make a bad decision? So what if you fail? I remember my father always said to me when I was, you know, starting off with business ventures. And I said, well, daddy, I said, I didn't do that one too good. I kind of messed up. And he said, well, you know, you never fail until you stop trying. Mm. He said, you're still trying, right? And I was like, yes, sir, I'm still trying. He said, well, you never fail until you stop trying. That's it. That right. was something of substance just that quickly, you know? And that's the same thing with business. You find where you're comfortable. You produce what is of substance. You and produce it again mm-hmm. and produce as you continue to build that mold or build from that mold, you know, you get more innovation, more creativity, you know, it, it sparks a lot. That's how people end up becoming serial entrepreneurs because it's like once you actually step into that, and especially if your network, you said your network was rich. Yeah. So especially if you've got a rich network of people who believe in what you're doing, or even if they don't believe in what you're doing, they're supporting you in the way they know how to support you. Mm-hmm. That will really catapult you into another dimension with your business because that's just that little vote of confidence from behind the scenes, just that little vote of confidence. So yeah. the question of the day, of the day for the Busy Woman's <laughs> channel, Busy Woman's Cheerleader, mm-hmm. is how do you find balance? What do you do? Now that you've got this 24-7 job, because that's what entrepreneurship is, it's a 24-7 job, and you have to just cut it off at some point. You know, I'm not going to work today. I'm not going to, you know, go over XYZ time. So what do you do to decompress? Mm-hmm. What do you do to balance your downtime? Right. Yeah, no, I love that question. I think I was on kind of a journey to find balance before quitting my job, before quitting my nine-to-five. Um And so I've been kind of whittling down, you know, finding this kind of perfect and, you know, you'll never find perfect balance, but I'll say like uh, a year prior to going full time into my business, I negotiated a four day work week um, with the intention of like, okay, I'm going to start this business slowly. And, and then, you know, sometimes I just wouldn't do any work on Friday. Sometimes I would go for a backpacking trip. Sometimes I would just relax, you know, do some amazing cooking, you know, just, it gave me that freedom and spaciousness that I think everyone deserves. And, um, I fully recommend the four day work week. (laughs) Um, it's, it's very nice to give yourself that, um, just that break. And, you know, you have your day for, you know, doing household duties, you have your day for, you know, reflection and your social time. Um, And yeah, but I mean, I can't say that I'm sticking to that, obviously, that four day work week now that I'm doing my business full time. But what I what I have done in that that period of really being intentional of developing my life outside of work, after I experienced burnout was and I had my four day work week, I developed a lot more hobbies. And I think if you have other things you're committed to outside of your work life, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you are, you're going to value those things just as much as your business, um, sometimes more. And yes. sometimes it's what's fueling the reasoning to have your business. And for some people, that's family and relationships. And for me, it's kind of a combination of all these things. You know, I developed um, a, a new hobby of rock climbing. <laughs> Um, and I got actually really into fitness. Daredevil. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I realize, you know, I can't say I'm always super consistent with it, but it's made me feel so much more empowered. I did a boot camp and I just was like, oh, wow, I can lift weights. That's amazing. And feeling strong in my body makes me actually a more boundary person. Um, and I also did a week long backpacking trip in Northern California. Um, and it was amazing. Uh, it was with this group called the Elemental Self. So plugging that, if anyone is interested, I, I have no affiliation, you know, obviously, financially, <laughs> but I just like really had such a profound experience and it was a spiritual trip, but it was also like deeply moving on a physical level. Um, and I think by having more experiences like that and, you know, developing my, my crew of like really awesome women and men that are like, you know, just like soul people, it makes me realize it, it gives me my why for why I am pushing through the hard client work on the days that it feels hard. And then also, you know, well, why don't I just go back to my, to a nine to five? Well, the reason is because I want to do another backpacking trip spontaneously <laughs> and I want to. Do not have to ask permission to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I want those are the things that are. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just knowing that those things that have made my life so transformed um, makes me, that's giving me balance, I would say. Good, good. That is awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I always just like to hear, you know, how people balance because when you juggle a lot of things, um, it's okay to juggle them. I think it's wonderful. You know, that's why the busy woman's cheerleader. I'm all for activities. However, you do have to find that level of balance so that you're well-rounded, even if it's a little bit or something that you do a little bit, you know, just to have some outlet from, you know, your normal. So how could people get in contact with you? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, people can just go to my website, www.smallmagicstudios.com. Um, you can also go to my uh, Instagram, smallmagic underscore studios. And then there's a link tree with a number of different contact opportunities. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually offer free 15 minute strategy sessions for anyone on my website. So I would be happy to connect with you there if you're interested in just learning about my services or you know, hearing a little bit about how I might work with you. That is awesome, that is awesome. Any closing thoughts or words? Um, you know, I just, I guess one thing I was thinking in regards to our conversation around balance, I feel like mm -hmm. there are so many different uh, ways to achieve balance. And, you know, some of what I mentioned was more of the big picture, you know, going on these trips, all that. But I think finding moments of peace in your day to day is also really important. So right. yeah, hopefully we can, I have these um, beautiful scents that I spray on my desk and I have a candle lit next to me. <laughs> I do. So yeah. You spray it on desk? Is it like an aerosol or an oil? It's not, well, it can't be an oil. The, this spray? Yeah. Um, I actually don't know how it's made. It says, uh, yeah, it does. It says spring water and essential oils. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's like a Zen, almost like the, uh, what is it? The, um, the peppermint, they say peppermint is very relaxing. A lot yeah. of the, you know, use the, um, peppermint. I don't mind at that point, but. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I have enjoyed this conversation. I have. And the 
gonna have to have you on again for a tutorial. Okay. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Um, I appreciate your time. And as always, peace, joy, blessings be multiplied to you. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in to Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. Follow me on social media at Busy Woman's Cheerleader. <laughs> Remember, together we write our stories, share our journeys, create memories, and leave our marks in history. Until next time, peace, blessings, and joy be multiplied to you. Ta-ta!